0: Welcome to another edition of The Roulette Tapes. I'm Susan James. Drummer, percussionist, and composer Chess Smith is our featured artist, and he'll guide us through a sampling of his work as a musician and band leader, as heard in live recordings from our stage at Roulette. Chess Smith has released a new recording of his ensemble, Laugh Ash, and details of the album release concert are available on our website, roulette.org. And now, enjoy music and commentary from Chess Smith.
1: My name is Chess Smith. I'm a drummer, percussionist, and composer living and working in New York, Brooklyn, New York i played drums almost my whole life, self-taught to begin with, and then eventually found teachers and started studying different kinds of music and different percussion instruments as well. And um, I started writing music in my late teens, early 20s, and just kept going from there. And again, largely self-taught with that as well, but, you know, constantly picking people's brains and transcribing things and, you know, learning as much as I can. I think primarily I'm a drum set player. That's, that's my sort of home instrument, I would say. But I, I started studying the vibraphone in particular and other mallet instruments as, as well as, uh, you know, more like classical percussion, I guess, like timpani and snare drum and things like that. Um, I started really studying that when I was um, studying with a percussionist named William Winant on the West Coast in Oakland, California. And that was, yeah, maybe 20, almost 25 years ago, I guess. Um, you know, he, he sort of got me started on, you know, mallet instruments, meaning like vibraphone, marimba, xylophone, things like that. And the vibraphone, that that kind of stuck with me and became the thing I was working on the most and kind of became part of my voice with a, a solo project I have called Kongs for Brums, which is, you know, drums, vibraphone, and then later electronics were added too. Then playing with people like, in the bands of people like Tim Byrne, particularly Tim Byrne, he'd have me start, you know, bringing in the vibes to play some of his written parts and especially to improvise on them to add another texture and also to add the, to create a space for where there's, you know, not a, not a, you know, a drum thing that needs to happen or a groove or something like that. I have a trio with Craig Taborn and Matt Maneri and I'm playing vibraphone a lot in that as well, vibes and drums, all all the way to this current record I just put out where I'm, there's actually a lot of beats in it but it has a drum machine about half the time and I'm playing, you know, covering a lot of the parts on vibes as well. I do have a new record called Laugh Ash. It's based on writing for an ensemble of the same name, which um, I think our first gig was in 2017. That was probably the Roulette concert. And it was a a slightly smaller group back then, but the idea was a group of strings and horns, which at the time was only cello and violin, and then um, clarinet, flute, and uh, trumpet. Um, So it's, you know, sort of a mixed group, but part of the reason for that was the particular people that I had thought of on each instrument, you know, really, really great improvisers and people that were down to learn different kinds of music as well and seemed to be, you know, team players and just friends of mine, really. And then I had this idea of, you know, I wanted to play vibes things, but I had this idea of like, at the time, sort of cheap drum machine sounds, you know, as like a foil to the writing I was doing. And, you know, it was a, a bit of an experiment at the time. And we, you know, we did a show at Roulette and then a few things at the Stone over the years. And then um, eventually I got a budget to expand the group a bit. I, I had this idea of filling out the strings, just just adding viola, and then adding um, another new, newer friend, James Brandon Lewis on tenor saxophone to fill out the, the wins. Then also my friend Shazad Miley on bass to help with the rhythm section things and 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 just another improvising voice as well once i put that the the new members in i started thinking in terms of sections almost i guess a little bit more traditionally you know like string section against the horns and rhythm section backing that up and then you know i also added a vocalist shara charlin and you know i asked her to collaborate and write lyrics and some melodies too vocal melodies so that that Gave the option of turning things into a piece that was about text, actually as well. Yet she's, you know, she's a, a great singer and really can do a lot of different things. So sometimes she was blending with the the horns well, more as like an instrument. March twentieth at Roulette, we will play. We do have a show in Philadelphia before that, but it's basically going to be the debut of the full group you know, playing playing the material from the record and then opening things up to improvise as well, because I'd, I'd like to take advantage of the improvisers in the group and, and showcase that. That's like a whole other language that was more in sections of the record, but, but uh, I'd like to feature that more in the live, the live show. Yeah, so I had a group with Craig Taborn on piano and Matt Maneri on viola, and we did a rec- one record for ECM and, and quite a bit of touring on that. So we became really close personally and musically. When when the COVID lockdown happened, one of the first things that working when the first means ways ways of working again was was studio things. I like, like I started recording. First of all, you know. A few, a few months in it cuz my friend Jazada Smiley has a, you know he has a studio where where we could all be separate and actually not run into contact with each other and still record so that's uh so Mark Rebo's band had done that and then soon after that um you know all studios started opening you know with with you know whatever restrictions they needed to to um stay safe with the the covid thing so i hadn't intended on recording this group actually with um but Bill, Craig, Matt, and I—Bill Frizzell, the guitar player—we um, had done a gig. Like it, it took a while to book, you know, put together. But Bill had seen the group and liked it, so he was asking about the music, and I just said we should just play. And then we did a gig back in 2019 or early 2020. Then you know, COVID happened, and then given that all we could do is record, and there wasn't much live work at all, you know, I just asked those guys if they'd want to make a record while we're all sitting around doing nothing, you know? So I brought back a lot of the music that we had done with Bill that one time and that added some new things and then kind of put it all into shape. And we had some rehearsals and went and made that record. Uh, you know, about a year later, it came out 2021. And then that's the, you know, that that's the live concert we're talking about. Um, it was a roulette show with Craig, Matt, Bill and I. Yeah, it was, it was I think it was, ha- they let, a you know, really small audience in. It was still when they were restricting things and I just remember being extremely cathartic and I'm I'm kinda glad it was documented and up on the Roulette site. Real Break started with a couple of teachers of the Haitian tambou, which um, translates into English as drum, especially Daniel Breville and Marcus Schwartz. And those, those two are really old friends from way back on the different things on the Haitian folkloric and Beaudou scene and Roots music scene. I actually met Daniel first, and he was living in California at the time. He was out here, I took some lessons from him, and then he introduced me to Marcus. And then we have sort of all stayed in contact. Then in 2013, I had a an offer to do something new at the Bim House in Amsterdam, and they gave me a budget to try a you know a small group thing. So I, I brought in pianist Matt Mitchell, and um, you know by this time I was playing a lot of voodoo ceremonies and playing, studying those drums quite intensively. So I I, I wrote music for piano and three drummers, basically. And that, that was the, the first We All Break gig as a quartet. And my idea was just to have... All, Matt Mitchell was... What I wrote for him was covering a lot of different facets of, of um, what happens in voodoo drumming and ceremonies and how the songs work all, all sort of combined. And my idea was to have the traditional drummer, as being Danielle and Marcus and myself, covering parts where we could just play, and Danielle would sort of cue everything like a, like the lead drummer does in that drum music, and and Matt, it would be up to Matt to respond to everything, and Matt, you know, learned that he, you know, he's really good with R.L. cues and and a lot of independence on the piano too. So he was he was sort of perfect for that. Like I got together and, and taught him all that as much as I could of that music, and he really absorbed it. And then when we got together with Daniel and Marcus, it it sort of flowed. Some years later, um, I expanded that group to... It was eight people on the on the record and, you know, just added bass. Another master drummer named Fanfan, um, Jean-Guy René, and his wife, Cyrene Danto, on vocals to fill out the vocal thing, which Marcus and I, especially, were already doing a lot of background vocals in that group, but um, just having having a singer that w- was really different from Danielle Braville's lead voice as a singer was nice, you know, to have a, a contrast. Then, yeah, we ended up even adding two more singers, you know, in time for this um, a roulette gig we did in, I think it was September 2021, and um, you know, then since then we played, you know, different things around the world gotten to tour a bit, which is not not an easy thing for a 10-piece group, but it's been going pretty well, actually. Archers was the first band I had in New York where I was writing for musicians in New York, including my good friend Mary Halverson. She was one of the, the first I thought of at the same time, around the same time she had me in her trio that she was just starting back then, probably 2006, 2007. And uh, then um, Tony Malady was someone that sort of encouraged me to come to move out to New York in the first place, a great saxophonist and a big inspiration to me and then i I, you know i loved i always wanted to play with andrea parkins but actually the first iteration of that group had Devin hoff on bass and then devon moved you know he was i think he was near new york and then he moved away or something like that so i was like well you know if i can't have bass i guess i'll have accordion so i asked andrea to to join which um isn't it exactly a linear move um, as far as, you know, replacing someone's instrumentally. But, uh, you know, again, it was just someone I was excited to play with. So I just thought I'd, you know, work with those instruments. And then later, after a year or so, Tim Tim Byrne joined as a, a second horn also on alto sax. And then, yeah, it was just interesting writing for that because there was no bass per se, so... You know, Tony and I, always we'd always laugh about the, just the, the lower mid, just assault, you know, salt, <laughs> you know, the accordion, the tenor and the guitar. Um, but, you know, a lot of times Mary was playing with an octave pedal, too, so, so it, it would have sounds on the bass register, at least. But, yeah, it was really about the, the chemistry of the improvising, even though I wrote, I wrote a lot for it. But I felt like the improv, that's what took precedence, in, to my mind, at least. Yeah, Devin and I are really, really old friends. And uh, we started a group of bass and drums in the Bay Area in 1999 that we called Good For Cows. And the reason it was bass, it remained bass and drums only is because we'd invite people to rehearsal and they wouldn't show up. So we just kept writing, you know, writing and practicing. And then eventually we're like, oh, this is kind of interesting, just, just bass and drums. And we'd write things for each other. and. It really helped me develop melodically on the drum set. Oh, it's probably five years later, we, we were coming to New York a lot. We met, um, you know, Mary first, and then Jessica Pavone through Mary. And then we, you know, they had a duo too. So we, it's, we, I think we did some duo concerts where our duo would play and then their duo would play. And then eventually we are like, we should write some music together. I guess that was the Roulette in Manhattan, right? So that, you know, yeah, we did the, the a concert on on Green Street and it was one of just a handful of shows that, you know, the four of us did together.
2: I'm so
1: That's been great. Just throughout the years, even even if I'm not leading a project, just having it be a home to the the community and the scene. I've been a part of a lot of music that was maybe started there, was developing there. And then especially in the last bunch of years, they've Roulette's always been like lending a hand of just giving a gig where where I can show up with new music that I'm not 100% sure how it's going to go and then still, you know, still pay everyone and have that, that kind of support. It's really invaluable.
0: Samples of work from drummer, percussionist, and composer Chess Smith recorded live at Roulette in New York City. The complete performances can be streamed on our website at roulette.org archives. These recordings have been preserved as part of the Roulette Concert Archives, a project made possible in part with support from the National Endowment for the Arts. David Weinstein is Director of Special Projects at Roulette and Senior Producer of the Roulette Tapes. I'm Susan James. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation. This series is produced by Roulette Intermedium. You can find thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's archives and news of upcoming events at roulette.org.